0: How's it going guys, Andy here, and this is the first installment in a podcast that I'm very excited to get going, and I'm excited to get it going for a couple of different reasons. First off, as you can probably guess from the title of the podcast, I want you to come away from this experience in a very positive mindset, Um, and if you know me or (laughs) have downloaded or worked with me in the past, you'll know that uh, a lot of what I do is very much tongue-in-cheek Um, I'm full of the sexual innuendos and that's not everyone's cup of tea but for me that is just my humour, that's how I crack on and the only thing I really take seriously at the end of the day is your results. So if you can come away from these podcasts feeling a little bit more empowered and having a little bit more knowledge in your back pocket to feel sexier day by day then ultimately that's what I want for you and that's what I hope you're going to get from our very very first podcast. So today, I just fancied talking a bit about some of the mistakes I've made in my career and I do think that you guys will get a lot from this. Just by listening to the mistakes I've made, I'm sure you can <laughs> you can gather what you should and shouldn't be doing. These five things, um, even now, are quite big and... There are important issues that I think a lot of coaches need to either research more into or just flat out stop doing. Um, so, hopefully, you're going to be able to take a lot away from this. And let's not mess about, let's just get straight into it. Now, I know not many coaches have the bottle to admit when they've done something wrong. So, I'm going to just clarify right now that I've been a personal trainer now for um, coming up 12 years now. Jesus Christ coming up 12 years, um, and I've been aggressively studying nutrition for at least seven of those, um, but in those early days, the first two, three years of my career from the ages of 16 to 19, yes, I started when I was 16, it was uh, very difficult to get clients as a 16 year old, Um But those first three years are when uh, I learn. And I think the first three years for any coach is when they they learn, where they make their mistakes, you know, they're they're never great to start with. To to be honest with you, it's probably the difference between a personal trainer and a coach. So one of the very first mistakes I made um, was thinking that body types mattered. So you may have heard about body types and body type nutrition. Obviously, you've got um, the three main ones, just to give you a quick run, run through. These are um, mesomorphs, which are people who are typically athletically built, um, endomorphs, which are like short and stocky, and then ectomorphs, which are typically long-limbed and uh, skinny. And although, yes, you can sort of categorize people into these uh, these body types, um, they don't necessarily make a difference to the fundamentals of muscle gain or weight loss. Um, not to any extent at all, Um, even from a performance standpoint, they don't, so this came about from very early work by a guy called Dr. William Sheldon, who put into motion how to categorize people into a body type, and then what kind of like macro ratio this should be on, so for example, if you are short and stocky, you are more responsive to insulin spikes, so you should have less carbs, and it's all bullshit it is all total bullshit and yeah i'm not afraid really to call people out so you've probably seen on your instagrams if that's where you've come from uh the v shred guy um if you don't know who he is don't look him up he does not deserve he does not deserve the traffic and um, but he's the guy that pops up and he's like i used to really struggle with weight loss until i realized i was eating too much protein and not enough carbs who doesn't want to hear that right fucking great outfit and then he goes into saying let's do my body type quiz and then you'll find out exactly what your macro ratio should be and it's total bollocks because the only thing at the end of the day that matters for especially fat loss is being in a calorie deficit that is it that is it, and if you think it is anything more complicated than that, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. And it's great to think that it might be more complicated than that because, as human beings, we look for excuses. And that's why this guy is so popular. I think he's got nearly eight hundred thousand followers on Instagram, which it absolutely blows my mind. I really hope the majority of them are good coaches who just follow him just for a bit of, I don't know, banter or a laugh on a weekend. Um, But just to be really clear, your body type does not matter. Yes, you may fall into one of these categories of meso, endo or ectomorph, but it makes absolutely no difference to the fundamentals of muscle gain and fat loss. They remain the same and they always will. Calorie deficit equals fat loss. Calorie surplus, good protein intake equals muscle gain. Progressively overloading the muscles when you're training. That is relatively as simple as it'll be, regardless if you've got a medical condition or anything else. And I think early on, you know, I was coerced into believing that it did matter, especially with the a guy called uh, Charles Poliquin. He uh, he popularized it. Um, he's dead now. Uh, that's the end of that. But he really did popularize it, especially with coaches. And uh, it was very toxic for the industry. And unfortunately, it probably held a lot of people back and giving people eating disorders. I know it did with me. But I got over that very early in my career um, and then just used uh, macro ratios as starting points for people after that. So don't worry about your carbs and don't worry about your fats. Just keep your protein high. There's no magic formula there. Um, The second mistake I did very early on in my career, which has actually led me to be what I am today, is thinking women are the same. So you're not if you're a female listening to this right now um i mean hopefully you are you're my main demographic thank, thank you for happening upon this Is you guys are the the ones i like to train the most because you're more interesting you are not like men men have very steady hormones all the way through the month and can track as a consequence of that week by week by week make changes to the program week by week by week and optimize that training it's very easy for a man to make body compositional improvements in comparison to a female you guys have a lot more to consider Um, And it mainly comes down to your menstrual cycle. This is why I do a free document on your menstrual cycle over on my website. You can download it in the ebook section. And it just explains a bit more in depth as to what to expect at different times of your menstrual cycle. For example, there are times where you can eat more food guilt-free. Your body is just primed and ready to eat more food and you will not put fat on. Bonus, right? Men don't get that. But there are times where there is no way in the hope of hell you're going to be in the gym. I need to be aware of that as well. And because of those and a few other little complications, I find female clients so, so interesting. It is way more interesting to succeed with a female client and way more challenging sometimes. Um, Being a man myself, I think early on when I made the transition from realizing females were different to men, it, it was a bit of a a steep learning curve for me, but now I don't think there's many women I've come into contact with and haven't known more about their menstrual cycle than they have. <laughs> um, which is great, right? To have a feminine side like that, right? <laughs> so women, do not kick yourselves if you're not making progress as quick as your fella or your mates who are men, because um, it's, it's really not your fault but your menstrual cycle is a unique thing and it can be used to your advantage so do download that um ebook that i have on my website if uh, it interests you or get in touch with me directly because you are my main demographic you are the ones i want to help and you are the ones i specialize in the third mistake i made and i'll be honest with you i still kind of make it now because i research things so much outside of my own qualifications as a as a pt um, i feel qualified to give advice on those things where in a lot of cases i shouldn't now i have an absolute obsession with endocrinology i have to to understand the female um, menstrual cycle for one and other things um but i'm not a doctor at the end of the day and i can't like prescribe medication and uh, nor should i or ever have recommended medication but in terms of staying in my lane and knowing when to refer, I struggled with that early on. I didn't want to refer my clients to a physio, for example, because you know, that's you know money that they should be spending on my sessions. <laughs> and I guess that was me very early on. You know, like I say, I was like 16, 17 here, um, just showing my maturity, you know. Um, but also wanting to be a, a jack of all trades. Uh, I do like that quote. Do you know the full version of that quote? Um, What is it? It's something along the lines of, uh, Jack of all trades, master of none, which is what most people know. And the end bit is, uh, is better than a master of one. So the full quote actually states that trying to be a jack of all trades is actually better than being a, a master of one. But that being said, I'm not a jack of all trades. I specialize in certain things and I like to stay in my lane now. Um, But, you know, when you've got information and you may be able to save someone like $200 on uh, a physio, sorry I'm talking in dollars because I'm in Australia at the moment, $200 on a a physio just by saying, you know, bruise the area, it's just maybe a little bit of nerve damage, then it's hard not to share it, you know, but now I do try and stay in my lane because, one, uh, you don't want to give out misinformation. And two, there are people out there about are better qualified and I'm more than happy to refer to other people now. I have quite a nice network around me. Um, the fourth mistake I made, and I guarantee you you're making this one yourself right now, especially if you're training yourself, is I used to train for almost an hour every every day, or I might have one day off a week. Now, in my head if I was to train that frequently, surely I'm gonna see results, right? And that couldn't really be further from the truth. Now I advocate anywhere between 30 and 40 minute sessions. I think between 30 and 40 minutes, sometimes even between 20 and 40 minutes, anywhere in that bracket, if you're working hard enough, that's all you need. And there's a lot of benefits to having short sessions like that. First off, the most obvious one, you have a hell of a lot more time on your hands, right? Now who doesn't want that you don't dread going to the gym because you know you're not stuck there for an hour or so and the most important one the most important one you're more focused because you have so much more energy to spend in a short period of time you can channel that energy into doing what's important which is progressively overloading the muscle Now, if you're not progressively overloading yourself in the gym, you will not see results. You can mindlessly train for 10 hours a week and still not get results. Or you can purposefully train for progressive overload purposes for three hours a week and see amazing results. Progressive overload, guys, if you don't know about it, is very simple. The concept is very simple. It just means making a small improvement every time and me personally i just pick the compound movements the 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 exercises that recruit more muscles i think someone's just crashed outside (laughs) did you hear that that tongue um so the for example i would progressively overload on my bench press, because my triceps, my shoulders, and my chest are involved in that, rather than trying to progressively overload as seriously on tricep dips or something like that. It's not to say you can't, I just prefer progressively overloading on my compound movements. Now, I can't stress enough, if you look at your trainer now and you think you've been using the same weight for a while, go a little bit heavier, or do a few more reps, or limit your rest periods. Or increase your range of motion. There are all ways to progressively overload a muscle. You don't always have to just get heavier and heavier on the weight because not all people want to get stronger and stronger. So, if you, well, for example, if you're a free member of the OG, I do go through this um, different methods of progressively overloading. Um, but this is essentially what I base. If you are a member of my my the, the OG, my membership site. Um, This is what I base my training program on that I deliver on the first of every month. They're like 30-minute sessions and designed around progressive overloading um, every time. So if you are not progressive overloading in your training, and I've said progressive overload so many times now that I hope it burnt in your head because it's so important, please do revise your training and give yourself a kick up in the arse. The very last one, and this is where people get suckered into this even nowadays is um, selling supplements. I did make this mistake early on because as a as a rep for supplement companies, especially ones you believe in, um, you know you, you can you can earn a little bit of money by referring people to that supplement. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it. If if uh, a coach believes in a product and they want to refer it to a client, then they should be compensated for that. Um, however. It is very important to realise, and I didn't realise this early on, um, that a supplement is exactly that. It's a, it's a supplement. For the first two years of my career, not after that, thank God, um, I did see supplements as a bit of a necessity, you know? Uh, and then really not. You don't need whey protein. There's nothing wrong with whey protein, but you don't need it. You don't need creatine. Nothing wrong with creatine, but you really don't need it. So if your diet... Is doing what it should do. High protein and you're in a calorie deficit if you want to lose fat or you're in a surplus if you want to gain muscle. It's as simple as that. If your diet isn't doing what it should be doing, or you are running low on certain if maybe even malnourished, then yeah, supplement. If you have an iron deficiency, supplement iron. That's only because you're not getting enough from your normal diet. Now, your priority, of course, should be able to get all the nutrients that you possibly need just from your diet. You shouldn't need to spend money on supplements because supplements are bloody expensive for one. Um, but in some cases, it's not, it's not possible. For example, for me now, for my goals, I need around about 190 grams of protein every day. Now, that is a substantial amount, and I can't get that from chicken. I just physically can't get that down my neck i really cannot chew chicken that much i don't really eat many other forms of meat so i use a vegan based blend just because it's my preference not because it's any better um of protein and a protein shake and i neck that and that's a very easy 20 to 30 grams of protein in my stomach quick drink done now i only need that because i've got really high targets and I don't want to or it's not physically possible for me to get the protein I need from my diet believe me now if it was possible for me to get protein from my diet I definitely wouldn't deprive myself of that extra meal but <laughs> I really just can't chew it down <laughs> um, so it's really important guys to, re- to realize that supplements um, just just aren't necessary I'm not saying they don't work they're just, they're just not necessary um, the only supplements I would ever recommend is if you're in the UK vitamin d because you don't get enough sun although maybe you are at the minute if you're listening to this in summer um aware protein or something like that if you really are really are struggling with your, your protein intake um and creatine because creatine is absolutely phenomenal for strength and power-based training um but if you're not doing strength and power-based training or hypertrophy training you might not need it it's just a added expense that it's not necessary But I'll tell you what supplements you definitely don't need. Fucking meal replacements. That's Herbalife. That's Slim Fast Shakes. All that absolute hot garbage. Stay clear of. Fat burners. Keto pills. All that absolute bullshit. Save your cash. They are scams. They are popularized scams do not consume it is subpar ingredients and in most cases just you're putting shit in your body you know nothing about so do not touch supplements unless it's an absolute necessity um so that's it guys there are the the five biggest mistakes i've made in my career luckily the are the years behind me now um so that's body types just to quickly summarise not important women it is harder for you the fundamentals are the same fat loss fundamentals and muscle gain fundamentals are exactly the same for women as they are for men but women you do have um, a few more issues to overcome and it's important to be aware of them Um, staying in my lane and this goes for you guys as well be critical think as when someone's giving out advice if they're not qualified to give that advice out don't take it as gospel um training for an hour every day not necessary you don't need that much time if you haven't got that much time in your hands don't worry about it hell you don't even need a gym sometimes you definitely don't even need a gym if your goal is fat loss and then finally supplements nine times out of ten absolutely fucking pointless so they're the five biggest mistakes i've made in my career guys i hope you've gotten something from that um. This is the first of uh, many episodes to come. I really enjoy just sitting here and talking and listening to the sound of my own voice. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll get into trying to do maybe an episode every week for a little while. See how they take. So if you do enjoy this, or you have enjoyed the information. Um, please let me know by either screenshotting it maybe and putting it into your instagram story and just just tag me at healthy and uh, if, if this stuff's popular enough i got enough subscribers you guys like it then we'll, we'll keep going because at the end of the day like i say if i can educate you and leave you feeling a little bit more positive about the direction you're going and make you feel a little bit sexier then hell man what a better way to spend my day so i hope you enjoy that guys have a lovely day And of course, stay sexy.